episode 537. That's right. You're listening to a show that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you play Magic the Gathering and enjoy a cocktail and a story... Or you play Magic the Gathering and you're like, I hate stories. In which case, how are you here? Uh, we're here for you. I legitimately thought you were going to say whether you play Magic the Gathering and enjoy it. Or you play Magic the <laughs> Gathering you know and you also hate valid. it. Also valid. Also valid. You play Magic we know and like it. there's both kinds of you out there. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're a podcast about Magic the Gathering. Yes. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we are fresh off a pro tour this past weekend. Yes. Pro tour, March of the Machine, marched into Minneapolis. Yes, it was here in our hometown. Our hometown. It was so much fun. Also, it was so, so many people yeah. told me how much they liked it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. So many people did. I talked to two Canadians who were like, I could not have picked Minneapolis out of a lineup of American cities. <laughs> they didn't say it like that, but they were basically like... Like, what would they be they shown? Like, they're like, the I basically, they're like, basically never heard of this place, but it is my favorite American city so far. All right. And I was like, yes. We got there. Yes. Yeah, it was a great time. The weather was beautiful. Uh, the convention center was really well set up. Yeah. Um, everybody seemed to be super happy and having a fantastic time. There was so much play space, which yes, everyone was there thrilled was. about. Like, there was so much space to just sit and play games of Magic. Can I recommend Minneapolis or the MagicCon that was at Minneapolis in the past now. Sorry. Uh, yes, we enough. can re- recommend it enough. It already <laughs> happened. But hey. But hey. Um, it was such a great yeah. time. If you said hi there, hello again. Thank you for coming up and talking to us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much to everyone who came to our panel on oh, Friday. It was a delight. It was so much fun. It was a delight. We gave away so many. We gave away like... Two boxes? S- yeah. We gave away one, one draft booster box and three boxes of collector packs. Wow. Wow, we're so nice. So it was something, it was like over 70 packs <laughs> that we gave away. Our show was so delightful. Our guests were great. The person yep. who won the Good Luck High Five game show, the first inaugural champion, yes. Benjamin Wheeler of Logan Benjamin Morning Wheeler. Run. Congratulations. You know Unsurprising. Not surprised. Not surprising. Um, he's a very, very funny man. Exactly. And he did a movie pitch that will go down in infamy, truly. Um, I'm try. I gotta look up the name of the card again because his pun was next level. <laughs> um, we d- we played movie pitches with them. Yes, and we did. he made a pun a pun for the card. His his card was botanical brawler. Oh my goodness! And his movie was about a, it was essentially it was, John Wick. It was John Wick and Speed Two combined. combined. Speed Two is the one that's on a boat. Yeah. And John Wick, and he's like, but there's no guns, and they're on a boat, and they're still fighting. Yes. And it's called Boat and Knuckle Brawler, Botanical <laughs> Brawler. And it was very good. How can he not win that category it with that very, very movie good. pitch? Yes. I mean, it was pure gold. Boat and Knuckle Brawler. Boat and Knuckle Brawler. I'd see it. I'd see it. Wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. Same. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't we, we all? all? <laughs> And you know what? Keanu would do it. Yes. He would do it because he knows good scripts when he sees them. Exactly. <laughs> good concepts, even. Yeah. Scripts in production. Actually, um, it's not. There's a writer's strike. Yes. <laughs> it's not. Speaking of, remember, you always support striking workers. There you go. Okay. There it is. If you were like, do I support right, striking writers? The answer is yes. yes. And if you're listening to the show, you probably already <laughs> felt that way. But just in case you weren't sure how you felt about it, you support striking writers and you especially support writers who say you cannot full-on replace us with AI. I mean, the writers that have been writing for TV over the past few years have just been killing it. Yes. There's so many incredible, wonderfully written yes. series. It is wild to me. So now you're on now a TV we're on a tangent. Now we're on okay. a tangent. But you know what? It's happening. <laughs> Ride this wave with us. Okay. I was talking with someone yesterday. We were talking with BDM, who's going to be on the show yeah, later. Yeah, by the Sp- way. <laughs> Let's tell you what's coming up in the show. Yeah. BDM's going to be on it. He's yes. going to tell us a story. But we were talking, uh, he was telling us a show recommendation, and he was like, 10 years ago, if this show had come out, it would have been the best thing on TV. Everyone would have been right, talking ex- about exactly. it. exactly. But the thing is, is that right now, the quality of television is so high that it is, like, it's just another show that that is really excellent. Right, exactly. But it does not stand out because... There are so many excellent shows right now. Dude, if all you need to do is remember the last writer's strike 15 years ago and remember what happened to those TV shows. Do you all remember when Landry murdered someone in season two of Friday Night Lights? If I just spoiled it for you... The show is 20 years old, so no, I didn't. So sorry. But all Not like sorry. heroes, as people heroes, have pointed out. Heroes. Like any season of TV that was, any series that was on at the time, if you go back and watch it, without 
looking up when it aired, you can you pick know. out the you strike season. So if you, if you're like thinking about it, one, you just support them. And two, like use your voice, like let streaming services know, let these companies know, um, like cancel subscriptions. If you're, if you're able to do that and into that, um, I've canceled a couple of mine just to be like, Hey, pay these people. Your C- the CEOs make ungodly amounts of money. I think what the writers are asking for is like 3% it is, of something it like over three years that they yes. make. I don't know, but so anyways, collectively, by the way. Remember, we are in like the best <laughs> era of television that has ever existed, and the people who are actually doing the work of writing those scripts deserve to get freaking paid. And kudos to all the shows pausing production during yes, this, by the way. Exactly. I don't want to see if your a show trash is show. Not, exactly. If the show is not pausing production, you let them know. Like, I will not be what like andor season one oh amazing they're, they're, they're not pausing they're, they're, no, not watching it's not season gonna be two. good it's just it's, not it's gonna, gonna be, be good bad. and i'm like don't watch we already know principal like let them know oh, i'm not gonna watch God. it anyway so i did not realize that i had such a soapbox about that but there it is we have uh thank you for enjoying this megan's soapbox moment <laughs> You, you listen to Good Luck I Five for the tangents. Let's get real, everybody. Uh, yeah, let's let's get real. Let's get real. But you also listen to it for <laughs> no, you don't. But we're gonna talk <laughs> about magic anyway. Yes. Uh, and we're gonna make you take your medicine, and that medicine is. <laughs> wow, I just thought you were gonna give everyone a reminder. Hey, whatever you're on right now, eh, go take it. <laughs> oh yeah. Did By you remember? Way, did you remember your pills? Um, I take one medication a day, <laughs> and I bought myself the I I bought myself a days of the week. Yeah, little dispenser dispenser because to I literally would not be able no, to recall. Nobody can recall that. It's the same action. It's impossible to recall. So it is, my brain is like, was that yesterday or was that today? I wish there would be like for the cat feeder, the automatic cat feeders, but it just pops a pull, pill straight into your mouth <laughs> at the required time. <laughs> like a catapult? Ding. Yeah, like yeah, a like catapult. Because like like- I know there are the timed ones, yeah. but I'm talking about a catapult timed there you one, go. okay? A that goes catapult. right into the back of your throat. <laughs> this is this has been this has been the invention moment of good luck. <laughs> this is not a medical podcast. This is not a medical podcast. Don't invent a pill catapult, you will kill people. <laughs> Choking will happen. Anyway. You're gonna get sued for so many people <laughs> choking on pills. All right. We're talking about the pro tour. It Are happened. We? I mean, we're going to ostensibly. Yes. It happened this past weekend. Yeah. It, you everybody, it was really, really fun. The Magic Con was extremely fun and the Pro Tour was yes. extremely fun. It was so fun. If you didn't already know, Nathan Stoyer won again. It's which is unbelievable. Which is a, is a word that people use a lot um, for things it's that are believable. Be, I, but it is a thing that is basically unbelievable. I texted somebody and I said, it's beginning to scare me. Like <laughs> how good this person is at playing magic. Right. And I was thinking into the future. It was like, I don't like, would you be surprised at this point if you top eight of the next one? Nope. Like, no, no. Which is an absurd statement. Yeah, the answer is like, no, I wouldn't be surprised. So we're going to tell you all about that, about the top decks. Yeah. It was standard. And we're going to talk about the top draft stuff because yeah. there's some interesting stuff that Ooh, happened in draft. There is some very interesting stuff that and happened And by the in way, draft. Brian David Marshall, coverage a hero, pro tour yes. historian, is going to join us for a segment we're calling Brian David Marshall Makes You a Cocktail and Tells You a Magic Story. So What's going to happen during that segment? You can only <laughs> listen to, say, to find there's out. There's no way to know. <laughs> no way to know. You can only, the only way to know is to listen to it's this. Never know. Yes, uh, exactly. But also, we're at, we are. This is the longest intro we've ever done, and maybe it's because we're recording this after Brian David Marshall made us this good. Maybe it is. But- <laughs> We want to say thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone. Um, it was, it just means so much to us. Yeah. And uh, thank you to people who came up and told us that they were patrons at yes. the event this past weekend. It was you, so nice. You truly make the show happen. Yes. Um, do not take that with a grain of salt. That is absolutely true. It is so true. So if you are somebody who yeah. likes what we do and you're like, I would like it to continue, please consider becoming a patron and become a part of the family. And like, they, right. If you are able to contribute, there are, there are so many listeners who we love so much who aren't able to con- yeah. contribute. Yeah. And that, like, we're so happy that the show is still there for people, whether they can be patrons or not. Absolutely. If you're a patron, you are helping make sure that Good Luck High Five is there for people, regardless of the financial situation yes. that they're in, which is like a beautiful and amazing gift. It truly that is. That you are putting out into the world. So thank you, everybody. You can become a member of our family, get access to our Discord and other great perks at patreon.com slash Magic. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom for being an incredible sponsor th- for yes. almost the entire lifetime of the show. So long. 
they I'm are, like, how long yeah, has it been? I don't, a long time. I, I truly don't know, but it's been a long time. Yes. And they've always been there for us. They've always been so supportive. We've talked to a lot of people this weekend. Caroline was on the show, gave him a great rec last week. She's yeah. like, I love Card Kingdom. It's where I go. You can literally just upload your deck list into Card Kingdom and mm-hmm. it will know what cards, you know, are from that deck list and it'll yeah. put them into your card or whatever. And I think that's just like, for somebody who's extremely Unreal. lazy, that is great. Yes. So good. One and done. Um, if you have been watching some of our new Oathbreaker content yes. and you're like, I want to build an Oathbreaker deck. Do you know what? Many of the cards in our Oathbreaker decks come, come from, from Card, Card Kingdom. Kingdom. Yes. We put our money where our mouth is. Like yes. we use this service. So we recommend it to you. You can go to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use that link uh, and they'll give you a token or a sticker with your order. And it also shows them that you support us and we support them. And it's a nice little circle of life. Yeah. Hold your kitty cat up into the air and watch it get crowned king. <laughs> Wait, that's not how Simba became king. Wait, uh, as far as that's I'm when he was born, Maria. <laughs> Maria, your description of the Lion King was so far from what happens in the film The Lion King that I could not put two and two together. At the beginning, the circle of life, he's bored, and they raise him. Yes, up. I get there now. But when you initially said raise your kitty cat in the air and watch him be crowned king, I did not know what you were talking about. <laughs> this is a problem I have with my mouth and my brain, like my. Brain is already ten miles down the road, and my mouth's like, "Yeah, you you've already thought you this. Get it. You've thought what I have thought already. It's not how brains work. That it's not telepathy. Is not there. a thing. We got there eventually, <laughs> but initially, I was like, "Is oh that a God. thing? If you have a cat and you want to send us a picture of you holding your kitty cat up into the air as yes. they're born slash crowned king, please tweet us at yeah. GLHF or put it in the Discord. Please in the Discord. We need photos of your pets being held like Simba at the beginning of the Lion King. Hashtag Kitty Cat King." <laughs> All right, Pro Tour March of the Machine, everybody. Um, yes. It, uh, it truly proved that uh, the one and only Nathan Storyer is a machine. Oh, um, my goodness. Taking the whole thing down. To give you uh, like a reference point for how many times players have back-to-back-to-back top-aided premier events like this, um, it has done, been done three times before. Two of those, one of them was John Finkel, yeah. and one of them was LSV. That's so... Like, people who are literally in the discussion for, is this the best Magic player of all time? I mean... Are the only other people to have done this. Here's, it's so exciting, too, because we are here during the moment of this occurring. Like, yeah. you know, LSV doing this and Finkel doing yeah. this was well before our time. Yeah. And LSV was not. It was during our time. When, when was his third one? It was during... This was... Uh, his back-to-back-to-backs yeah. were during um, the era of um, Shadows Over Innistrad and Spooky Moon. Oh my gosh. that season. I guess that was in our time. Yeah. He didn't win them though, so. Exactly. And the fact that, right, we're talking about great, other course. people who have back-to-back-to-back top eighted. None of them have won two of those three top eights. Yeah, so this is truly historic. Um, and uh, also one of those tournaments that Nathan won, it was the world championship yes. this past fall. So he is your current reigning world champion. Now your pro tour champion. Um, he is in the upcoming arena championship. Coming up here yeah, later this not? month. Why not? We were joking at the news desk when we were talking about how many, we were talking about the people who have qualified for this coming world championship this fall, which yeah. is a much larger field than the smaller field we had last year. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of people. And we, it was four times that Nathan has qualified for the world championship this yes, fall. Yes, he could be in it four times. Four over, times. As and the reigning world champion and as these three. These or three. These, yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. If he, if he makes... The, if he makes the final two of the arena championship, that will be his fifth qualification for oh the my goodness. world championship. Okay. And there is like no reason in my mind that he couldn't just win it. I I agree. Like he literally could just win it. So if you want to watch the arena championship and see if Nathan Stoyer can four in a row, that's coming up <laughs> the weekend of the 27th and 28th. So this month, you can uh, see it on twitch.tv slash magic. I just want to put that out there. I'm going to be the host. So I'm going to, I mean, like, that's what I'm watching for at this point now. Yeah. I mean, that's like, absurd. How far can he, can how he far go? Can he go? And everybody who watches him says they never see him make a mistake either. Like his play is so clean. Yes. Paul Chion this weekend, who's one of our experts, says he watches a lot of great players and sometimes he'll be like, oh, well, I don't totally agree with that play, which of course is much easier for Paul to say sitting a million miles away when you're not in the sweat of the moment. But, you know, you notice those little things. Yeah. Right. And he's like, I simply don't notice them from Nathan. Unreal. And a lot of people talking about how when he was much younger, I mean, he's still very young. Yes. They they were like, oh, this kid's going to be somebody even when he was 12 or 13. And now we're seeing that happen. And my question is, how long does this continue? Yeah. Because the record is Kai Buddha with seven. Yeah. What's wild is like, 
<laughs> right. He is in, he will not be like eligible. For, he would not be eligible for the old version of the Hall of Fame. Right. Which like is still up in the air. What's going to happen a thing with right that? Now. Yeah. But like, he would not be eligible for many more years. And yet he already has a resume that people would be talking about putting oh, yeah. him into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, our top eight this past weekend. Yeah. Um, Nathan, or champion, played Rakdos midrange. Mm-hmm. He was one of, and to be fair, he also has an excellent team that he is oh, working yes, with. Oh, yes, absolutely. He is on a team called Team Handshake, which is uh, quite large and includes some really incredible players. Um, among them, many of these players in the top eight. Yes, yeah, so for half of the top eight was a single team, which has happened, um, not half, but putting multiple members of the same team into a top eight has happened a few times over history. Most recently um, in 2021, when the Japanese super team was playing yes. uh, Golgari Food. So and absolutely ab- obliterated the tournament. That was three of them in that yeah. top eight. Um, this was four in the top eight. So that's already kind of history making. Uh, so that was Javier Dominguez, Nathan Stoyer, of course, Simon Nielsen and Carl Serup. Yeah. We're all members of Team Handshake. Um, a lot of people saying, you know, Carl is one of those people you have to consider as one of the best people playing the game right now, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so their team really broke it. They were on Rakdos midrange, mm-hmm. um, which was a great ch- choice for the weekend, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Putting four ob- people in the top obviously. eight. It has new... <laughs> Chandra, Chandra, Hope new Shandy, new Shandy. Which they do some cool, and by which I mean super disgusting stuff with. Yes, they play light up the night yeah. and flash it back and remove cloners from Chandra and just fireball and she also their, their opponent's face. She like and copies yep. instance and sorceries. She copies it, so you hit them, smack them in the face for a million. Yeah, um, unreal. It was a very cool deck. Yeah. Um, in the rest of the top eight, I mentioned those four members of Team Handshake. There was David Olson from Canada. Yeah, playing a five color ramp deck. This deck was sweet. I loved this deck. This deck is great. It was really cool. It's my favorite deck in the top eight Yeah, for sure. you just want to like cast some Atraxas. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? You Are you kidding me? Cast some Atali Primal Conquerors. This one was uh, we- very weird for me. Yu and Chen of China played Azorius Soldiers. <laughs> so happy about it, right? Like, I was very glad to see that Azorius sh- Soldiers decking there, like mixing things up. Yeah, Cedric asked you when, how do you feel about your deck choice, you know, ending up in the top eight? And he was like, it's not good. <laughs> He's like, I just got lucky. I don't know what to tell you, which I'm sure is uh, being slightly humble. Yes. But also in a field of Rakdos, I don't think I ever want to be an Azorius Soldiers no, player. absolutely not. Um, Autumn Burchett made the top eight, your mythic one champion, playing Orzov mid-range. Yeah. It's a bit this of a- This deck was cool. It was cool. It, I, I call it a misnomer because it's mono white. It is basically mono white with some- Nice sideboard options. Nice sideboard options and the ability to cast uh, Breach the Multiverse, which is another card of the weekend. Seven mana, mill 10, put two things onto the battlefield. Like, nasty. Very, very good. Nasty. Um, Yeah, it was... It was very cool to watch Autumn pilot this deck. I mean, she's oh, just yeah. an excellent so player. <clears throat> um, and the games were so long and so intense. Oh, ab- yeah. Right? And, but Do not Autumn be in her shoes. Just does, like, I, I could not maintain that level of play for that amount of time no way no way not even um, close no like i don't no. know how she does I would, it i would be making mistakes left and right by the by like into game two of my first match of the day and she just has the c- calm and composure yes. playing this complicated long slog of a yeah. deck and they they noted also um so we saw in the top eight autumn's matches went r- very very long yeah. they often went to five games those games took a long time um and yet in the Swiss portion of the tournament, which is timed, Autumn had no draws, Jeez. which is which means that she not only was like was playing this deck very well, but was playing this deck with a speed that allowed that her we to, did not see at the exactly. regional championships. <laughs> no, <laughs> with a speed that was like you know like yeah. s- snappy enough, yeah, um, to make sure that she had no draws, despite the fact that her deck was so grindy. Carl Serap, we mentioned, also on Rakdos Midrange, and Kane Reinhardt on Rakdos Reanimator. Rakdos Reanimator, another cool uh, list uh, this weekend, bringing back big things back from the graveyard. And Kane yeah. uh, was the other finalist that faced Nathan Stoyer in the finals, lost three games to one. Yeah. Um, and Kane is one of those players, right? Like, as a person who primarily knows pros from Pro Tours, yeah. Um, I hadn't heard of them, but they are apparently like a magic online streamer and grinder who's just like Absolutely. exceptionally good. So everyone who knows Kane by their 
magic online handle was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yes, like, absolutely. This player is really excellent at the game and has just been one of those like players online that you know about. If you're on Magic Online, you're like, oh no, this is like the end boss of Magic Online events. Yeah, yeah. and Nathan Sir, now the end boss of paper events. Yes, exactly. And online events has won two mocks, by the way. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of I forgot about that. Yeah, and now potentially, like, I'm not going to try and oversell it, but they're playing in an arena championship yeah. coming up the end of the month, and I'm like, I don't know, man. That <laughs> There's a hot chance that they will also win that. Yeah. So anyway, the top eight was very exciting, super exciting to see Nathan win again, um, just because the streak's unreal, and the question yeah. now becomes, can he do it again? So that was a look at standard. Uh, standard Rakdos midrange. The deck of the weekend, Fable of the Mirror yeah. Breaker. A lot of people talking about that card. It was the, the most played card across the decks. And a lot of people saying now, you know, is this card going to get banned? Especially since we had the announcement from Wizards of the Coast that standard is moving to a three-year rotation from a two-year rotation. So what they're trying to do is support local game stores by making more people interested in playing standard because their cards will be more relevant for longer. Mm -hmm. Like that was a reason a lot of people cited that they weren't playing standard, which by the way, they weren't in stores, right? Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're just going to let that happen and no, let it wither on the vine and die? Or are you going to try and fix it? So this is an attempt to fix that, um, making cards relevant for longer, giving design the opportunity to design cards for the format that they are designing mm -hmm. so they can uh, print answers to cards and also help support weirder archetypes like Azorius Soldiers was mm -hmm. one that was called out as being able to be more supported. So we're not just constantly seeing mid-range decks. Fingers crossed we get that Fable ban though. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think with this, I mean... They did not say what their banning philosophy would be, but um, I'm just going to say I hope like, it starts with banning Fable. <laughs> banning Fable. Our, ba our, our ban philosophy is that we are currently banning <laughs> Fable the Mirror Breaker. I don't see any yeah. way that they don't become more aggressive with their bans yeah. with a three-year standard. Even so just a little bit. So. Even just slightly. Right. I also just wanted to quickly shout out in this top eight, Simon Nielsen. Yes. Um, just because uh, it's so nice to see him being successful, right? This is we his second him. top eight now in, uh, in the last couple of years. Um, and he's just so delightful. And there was like a clip of him, um, like when Simon lost to Autumn in the quarterfinals of the top eight, he's like the first person sitting there across from Autumn, like applauding her and being like getting everybody else to be like, applaud for Autumn having just and won And then they, had, they gave a hug. Exactly. So I just want... He, like what a nice person! It's just so nice to see like a like a lovely nice gem of a person succeeding at the game. Also, absolutely, so. I give Simon the uh, Good Sport Award in yes, Magic, Mister Congeniality, as well. Yes, he's Mister because everybody loves him. He loves dancing. Um, and around. also he's a member of the FBI who has foiled a plot to explode a beauty crown on top of Nathan Stoyer's head. <laughs> He is Miss Congeniality. He is Miss Congeniality. I'd see him reprise that role. Yeah. I'd see that. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with Standard. That bombshell announcement was yeah. pretty interesting from Wizards. Gonna Very curious to see how that changes the format. Mm -hmm. I'll, all I can say is I'm very happy if more people start playing it. Yeah, I really um, hope so. So yeah, uh, let's also talk about what do you want to do next? Draft? Yeah, let's talk draft real quick. Yeah, let's talk draft. Um, it's... You know, we say it here on the show and people say it and they on Twitter, whatever, yeah. that it's a great format. But hearing it, basically nobody going against that thought, yeah. including all of the pros at the Pro Tour, that was kind of, you know, yeah. it was super validating. And like also so exciting to see people play this format. Everybody yeah. loves it. Everybody loves it. Um, on day one of draft, like the 3-0 lists ranged from everything from like... Mono red. Mono red. Someone 3 0 their draft with mono red, which I is love that. great. Two people 3 0 their draft with five color. Beautiful. Um, one of those people being Jim Davis, who is undefeated on day one. Yes. Um, and then, right, like one of the big winners was white blue. White blue. One of the most successful white decks. White black. Which, yeah, white black also being like the next one. Yeah. Um, these really great drafts. Three people went 6 0 in draft. Which is just a very, like, at this level of draft is very impressive. Yeah, somebody tweeted out very cool stats, which was the number of draft pod trophies some players have at the Pro Tour. Yes. Which is like, you know. Shota has 29. Shota Yasoka has 29. 29 times Shota has 3-0'd a Pro Tour draft. Which is absolutely nuts. LSV added uh, two two more trophies to that yeah. this weekend. He was another year to 3 drafters. Yeah. So on the first day, he was one of the players in white blue and just had like a like a very aggro 16 land. 
Wow. Um, white blue draft deck that was like very knights focused. Love um, it. Love yeah. it. It had some sword sword cl- cavaliers, which are the three ones that get first strike of another knight enters. But also I really loved um he had Tetsuko Umazawa fugitive. Sure. Yeah. Um, which That's makes those three those ones unblockable. unblockable. Uh which Here is for just it. very, very good. Um so anyways, it was cool to see this deck, yeah, which was very much about like um a lot of like a lot of knights giving each other bonuses and then some sweet convoke spells really getting the job done. Really the knights like, shouldn't be giving each other bonuses. Their lords should be giving them the bonus, yeah. you know, like for yes, holiday you're pay. You're right. Do you know what? It's it should not be like an office white elephant. You should just get a gift from your boss. <laughs> you're not wrong, Maria. Thank you for there pointing it, is. it out. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but it basically showed that the only color pair that wasn't represented in our day yeah. one through draft decks was green, black. And I think that was just like random, right? Yeah. Everything else was. And as people pointed out, I think at least one of those five color ones, because I was the person who looked at all these draft decks. Yeah. Um, was like green, black. Plus. Base. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. um, and there was like a three color deck that also was three O. And I would not be surprised if like green, black kind of fell into those more three or five color decks. Yeah, for sure. They're easy to easier to splash. So you can do whatever you want is the headline yeah. here in this draft format. And it's such a blast to play. Not only is it super fun to draft, the games themselves are super fun to play, mm-hmm. which is not always the case. Sometimes you have a great time drafting and then you're like, well, this is playing out. It's just, you know, it's kind of boring, kind of yeah. vanilla, not the case. Um, so I was so excited to see such a healthy, thriving draft format um, yeah. at this tournament and such a successful uh, top eight and what a really cool, splashy winner we had in Nathan Stoyer back to back to back. Yeah. No big really deal. Cool. <laughs> but fan fable of the mirror. <laughs> And welcome to a brand new segment here on Good Luck High Five that we're calling Brian David Marshall makes you a cocktail and tells you a magic story. Wow, what's going to happen during this segment? I know, it's like very mysterious. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I things that are so arty. Yes. <laughs> and oblique. That's Just not true. tell me what it is. <laughs> we're welcome. We're joined by, we're welcome and joined by <laughs> Brian David Marshall on the show today. Brian, this is your third time on the show? I think it is, yeah. I think the last time I was on the show was after... Um, Mythic Championship Richmond. Yeah, that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Wow. Another lifetime ago, it if was you pre-pandemic. will. Pre-pandemic. One lifetime. Pre-demic. And um you're you in the in the pandemic time and time since have become a cocktail connoisseur. Is so, that a fair thing to say? I I have oh I always like making things. I like making cookies. I like cooking. Um over over the course of the pandemic, I spent a lot of time drinking. And <laughs> the most reliable statement ever made. Did, as <laughs> and, we all did. And, and anytime I'm doing something, whether you know, I, I always throw myself in, like you do, like you do, like all your listeners do, like the way we all did with magic, with anything, you throw yourself all the way in and you get go down the rabbit hole of making it cool or making it exciting for yourself, right? Like, you know, yeah. I wanna, yeah. what can I do? How can I do this? How can I tweak this deck? So I'm always, I started making cocktails, started making a lot of ice. Um, which yeah. was really um, a big part of my my cocktail thing was like making like the perfectly clear perfectly clear sphere, sphere. Of ice. yeah or making like hibiscus tea spheres or making fruit juice spheres or just all these different things to sort of enhance the visual experience of a drink but also the flavor of the drink and if you don't follow we don't have any of that ice here today no. yeah. <laughs> We, we have some weird ice that we found right. in our freezer. Yeah. So how about that? It, it tastes like broccoli. <laughs> oh, God, no. oh, God, no. It's going to ruin it. I really it. hope not. Um, we do you, have red bell pepper going into this drink. So. All right. Oh, all right. yeah. Um, if you don't follow Brian on Twitter, you should. It's at Top 8 Games, and you can see a lot of the beautiful cocktail creations that he mm-hmm. concocts and and shoots some quite lovely. I th- I'm waiting for my coffee table book any day now. So <laughs> Yes. I hope it's in the mail. Tappy um, keeps asking me for one. Seriously. <laughs> it's They're beautiful, and your creations always sound delightful. So uh, I was so excited to get you here and force you to make us a cocktail uh, and yeah. tell us a tale. <laughs> so which, which should come first, the cocktail or the towel? Uh, cocktail first. So yes. we, can we sip want to it. sip it yeah, while you tell us the story. Because ice is uh, going to melt. Yeah. All right, so uh, we've got some ice in the in the shaker right now. I and love that we're now a cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not a cooking I'm going to talk too long and you got to hurry me up and then you got to cut away to the finish. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and then to the swap out. Pulling it out of the oven, fully finishing it, but it's a cocktail. All right, I got, I got a little fresh time in here with some ice, broccoli ice. Uh, it's not. It's not. I really hope not. I really hope not. It, it's not. 
That's put, fresh squeezed lemon juice. That is fresh squeezed lemon juice. You um, squeezed that lemon juice. We I saw did. you. There's pictures of it on, twi- on yeah, Twitter yeah, now. Yeah. Um, there is um, some. Um, I don't have to measure this because I know, but th- this drink <laughs> is called a flight attendant, and so we're using the tiny bottles, the tiny of, bottles vodka, yes. of vodka that you to make get, the cocktail that you would get on an airplane. That's very thematic. Yes. Look at how. Look at how little it is. I can, while you're making this, I can tell you a brief Tito's story. Oh, So lovely. Tito's is um, made outside of Austin, be, Are you going to be able to fit all I'm, this I'm, stuff I'm, in I'm, here? I'm running low. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could put like, oh yeah, how is this going to work? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, so it started outside of Austin, Texas. Um, and this was before they were, this was just when they were getting started. My mom was a journalist in San Antonio. And we went to their like their distillery which they took us on a tour of what was going to be their new distillery space Ooh. which was gorgeous and had big you know like the it. big canister things um and then they took us to where they were currently distilling all of the titos that was becoming so famous which was a like a little s- still set up in a trailer <laughs> so anyways wow the early stories of titos vodka yeah, so we're using vodka. You p- just put in some Aperol, and now you're adding limoncello. Yes. So we have thyme, lemon juice, limoncello, Aperol, and ice. And uh, uh, thyme, thyme, I mean fresh thyme, okay, everybody? Yeah. Not thyme as in the concept. Yeah. Oh, we're putting well, no we're, I mean, we're, we're we putting have, a lot of thyme into this. We have conceptual <laughs> thyme in this. All right, see, we just made it. You know, now, wow. now yeah. one of the things I do with my cocktails is I, I like a little... Um, Salt or umami in my cocktails. I people tease me because I use miso paste in my cocktails. I've put fish sauce in my cocktails. Wow. Generally, what I do right now is I use lemon brine, preserved lemon brine. Buy preserved lemons. I could not find preserved lemons, so oh. we're going kind of off the map here. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and we're gonna go with some uh, red pimentos that are brined, and we're gonna use that brine. It's got a little bit of a peppery taste. Not spicy peppery, Maria, so don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Minnesotan. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go with that. Wow. Wow. So, this yeah. is a truly involved cocktail. What uh, brought this into your mind when you made it? Uh, What's so your inspiration? This is a variation on a paper plane. Okay. Um, all of my cocktails get named after books uh, for my eventual retirement bar, The Dog Ear. <laughs> Great. Uh, and, make me uh, a reservation already. We uh, and so this is called the flight attendant, named after the book, which has been turned into the HBO, HBO series, series with yeah. Billy Cuoco. Um, and you know the idea is it's you know Aperol feels very like flight attendanty, like in terms of that show, in terms of yes, like, you know, having cocktails yeah. in exotic locales. Limoncello is very like Italian, and you know someone's having oh. that in Positano somewhere, and <laughs> you know. So uh, by the way, I, I brought glasses and yes. a tray, yeah, and, yes. and because and- it's the flight attendant. I N- bought a little thing of nuts for everybody. <laughs> this is so great. Oh, I'm so glad no one on this flight has a nut allergy. Yeah. So we can, so we can sh- enjoy them. I should have checked. And the truth is, too, I mean, it's beautiful. Look it's at that. It's a beautiful color. It's a light, dusty rose pink. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't even say it. I would it. call it coral. Coral. Little, coral, yeah, yeah. Coral. Coral. Is the color of it. All right. This, this could taste terrible. So we don't know. <laughs> that that is going to be the I had, case. I had some lemon slices. I don't know where they went. Oh, but, sorry. I forgot well, to bring them that's in. that's okay. Oh, we need to garnish it with a lemon slice? We, we I'll, I'll bring one. Go get one, Megan. Let, let's do this right. Let's, okay. you know. It smells nice. <laughs> so, I mean, you've also been on a lot of planes in your career in magic coverage. So I think that you have, you have like, the you have the right vibe. You understand the vibe. I do. Of point do. life. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm... All right, here we go. Let's Lemon see slice. If this will. Oh, is no, it supposed just, to float? We can just. Li- it, it'll float. Ooh, look at that, everybody! Wow, so fancy. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, Maria, do you have your, do you have your phone? We gotta take a photo of this. I know. Before <laughs> we drink it, it no, I, I don't. Get out of here. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep sending Megan out of this episode. Bye. So we're so thankful you came here for MagicCon Minneapolis to make us this beautiful drink and to tell us a magic story and to just grace us with your presence generally, you know? Oh, I, I am here, you know, also, you know, to hang out with you guys. Yeah, my favorite people. I mean, the story I could tell would be very easily going to the Community Cup, um, never having met you guys, knowing of people talking about Magic the Amateuring on Twitter, and then um, meeting the two of you playing there and you 3 0 draft. 
And I no was like, you know, you are effing liars. <laughs> was the first <laughs> words I said yeah, to you. That's right. That's the first right. words I said to you guys. Yeah. And like, I that. We were like talking about cooking within 10 minutes and we were oh, talking yeah. about something else within five minutes. And I was like, oh, I just made some friends that I will know for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that's my favorite magic story that comes to mind. But for the flight attendant, I have to tell a story once we knew each other for a while. Okay, well, let's have our first sips first, okay? All right. And we were hanging out uh, at Grand Prix San Antonio, uh, and we were at the Sunday after party. Oh, my gosh. That's not like anything I've ever had before. That's delightful. Mm. Oh, that came out. Oh, the red pepper. Actually, the pimento is really nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, that little bit of saltiness at the back of the drink just gives it a more full flavor. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Ooh. Ideally, it should be a little, tiny bit colder. But, yeah, that's fine. Know. But we were using ice from our mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, so. And the broccoli really comes, <laughs> broccoli comes through at the back of the palate. Broccoli forward. It's not broccoli. Ice. What, what, would, what would you suggest serving with this? I feel like nuts is nice with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. The, they, these are a nice. I just had uh, some almonds, and it was very nice. Marcona almonds. This uh, is nice. I like it better mm-hmm. than a paper plane. It is well, you know. We talked about the paper plane, right? Yeah. What, what, what's what is what are we using normally in a paper plane instead of the limoncello? You're using bourbon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the aperol. Um, I can't remember what else goes into it. I've only had it that one time, and I. Oh no! It was another. It was another. Uh, it was another amaro, right? It was like yes, yes, it was yes, like yes. amaro noni or something. Yeah, yes. And it, so, so it, it gets very bitter. It was a little too bitter for me. And this, this is more is, of a celebration is, of the lemon. But I like this with the limoncello a lot better. Yeah. Everyone, come out to a celebration of the lemon <laughs> <laughs> happening this summer at Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Oh my God! So can I tell? Can I tell the GP? Yeah. Yes, it's time for our story it. at home. I hope you're sipping your own version of this. Um, yes. What the flight attendant that yes, Brian has made? Yes, you can pause it and make one. You can make <laughs> your Rewind. own flight yes, attendant. Like, okay. And listen to the story. Yeah, it's equal parts. By the way, it's equal yep. part vodka, equal part lemon, equal part aperol, equal part um, limoncello. Okay. Great. Uh, shaken over ice. So, um, we we were all hanging out at the Channel Fireball after party. At Grand Prix San Antonio. What year, what year was this? This is this is probably 2016 or 2017. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. We, we've become pretty good friends at that point. And yeah. we're all just like laughing and cursing and, you know. As we do. You know, and, yeah. and, and people are singing karaoke and people are getting into arguments. and it's, Classic you know, af- yeah. magic or and, after party. <laughs> but it's like one of those parties that has that Especially kind of. Especially the arguments part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's a directional mic, so I couldn't look at you while I said that, Megan. <laughs> um, so, we, we, you know, it's one of those parties that just had that great vibe, right? Yeah, like, everyone yeah. was just, like, in this great... And everyone just kind of... And it, at some point, we're leaving the bar. And nobody kind of wants it to end. And I'm hanging out with Corbin and uh, Corbin Hostler, a uh, cover reporter yep. extraordinaire. And uh, I was like, you know, we, we end up getting some more beers, and so now we're drinking beers, and we and we get back to the hotel finally after so at some point. Corbin's going to go play Pokemon Go now at three in the morning. Oh my god! You know, All right. uh, and I have a flight at six a.m. Why did you do that to yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like the the, the the thought was right. I'll go out. Yeah, and I'll stay up. Right, and I'll just... <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll right. stay oh, awake until this. you go to the airport. This. You're not the first magic player right. that's thought that right. before. No. Right, I'll stay up, and then I'll leave, you know, maybe a little early. I can sleep at the gate if I have to, <laughs> right? But... I, I, I love this. this so quintessential, this story. <laughs> but we get back to the hotel room, and, and Corbin's talking about going out for poker, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I just... I gotta put my head down on the pillow, for like an hour or something. And Corbin's like, I, I don't think you should do that, but I'm going to play Pokemon Go, so I'm going to do nothing to stop you from doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I I do it. I, I, I lay my head down on the pillow. And my next memory is a flight attendant <laughs> gently like, hi, sir, do you... Would you like, you know... Un- <laughs> you know, a cocktail? Unbelievable. Uh, I, I somehow finished packing... Got to the airport, checked in for my flight, went through security, took my belt off, put my belt on, right? You know, like everything. That is unreal. Uh-huh. And woke up somewhere over whatever states exist between Texas and New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the flight attendant. <laughs> uh, the flight 
flight attendant, well, everyone. Congratulations Cheers. on making it onto that flight, sir. Yeah, or like, a flight, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> and just some flight. Wow. I just love it because it's just such a great way to encapsulate the experience of going and enjoying a, like a Magicon these days back then mm-hmm. and GP or whatever, which is just you just you go hard all weekend. You're either playing the event playing inside events, whatever you're doing, you're going hard to magic, you're seeing all these people you love that you don't always see. Afterwards, you're celebrating all the stuff, either the horrors of your defeats or the joy of your victories. Together, though, that's the main thing. Everybody together. And uh, sometimes you celebrate so hard that you wake up <laughs> you on wake a plane. Up, yeah. <laughs> you wake up somewhere like over Tennessee? Yeah, maybe. That, I, yeah, think that, that's, right. I think that sounds that's right. There, yeah. that sounds I believe right. that that is between those two places, but... <laughs> Oh my God! Well, did you have a good time at the con this weekend? Brian? I had I had such a great time. I, I really did. It was uh, it was so much fun. Um, one of the things that I I've been doing, it, it, it just in terms of like keeping a foot in magic over the last few years, has been advocating for different ways to play commander, and so been advocating for people to play something that I call pre DH which is now a actual recognized like commander name. format. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah, the RC RC recognized it. There's a Discord channel for it in the RC. Um, mm. And it is only cards that were printed in Magic up until New Phyrexia. So basically no cards that were printed after cards started being made for commander. I see. So oh. it's really like EDH. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Like so there's this you're last like- moment where there's a format called EDH and then it's a format called commander. Right. And so your uh, these cards allow you to have the format that now, you know, that's the the pure the pure form of I'm going to put that in quotes. But. Yeah. It, it's it, it allows you to play with cards that you're nostalgic for that just <laughs> don't have room Right. In, I mean, they're crowded out by the number of words on the new cards. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. the cards do so much. The rate on cards is so, like, incredible, especially stuff that gets released for the commander format, mm-hmm. that it's impossible to, to still play a card like Soothsaying or Compulsion or, you know, Trigon Predator just feels quaint, you know? <laughs> like, like, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, I really wanted to play with those cards. And so, you know, creating this sandbox that that, that exists within that window of time uh, has been really cool. Sheldon uh, has really embraced it. He's built a deck. And then just having multiple people come up to me this weekend and be like, hey, I built a pretty H deck. Can we play? Can That's we get great. in the game? And then even having games where uh, I was playing, you know, two, two of us. Uh, it was myself and Lynn Frank with pre-DH decks, and then two players who just were sat down looking for casual, and they had whatever decks, you know, and it was fine because this is just the constraint I've put on myself to, to build this deck. Well, create, you know, what do yeah. they say about creativity? Uh, restrictions breed creativity? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, can I actually, speaking of running into people, can I, t- I'm going to tell a quick story Ooh. Ooh. Um, right. from dinner, from just from dinner last night, which is we were, we were out at dinner, um, at a, at a spot in the North Loop. Uh, we were like having a great time and some, some players from the pro tour came in and were like, had dinner at a table behind us. Yeah. And they are like, we, we stayed there for a very long time. So eventually like they came in and then they also left while we were still there. Wow. Um, and Eli Loveman was among them. Um, and BD, like as Eli Loveman is leaving, BDM is like, Oh, Hey Eli. I like, I don't know if you know who I, who I am, but I like, I really, I, I don't remember what you said. It was something very nice. You're I, just I, like, I, I want to meet you. Yeah, like, I just introduced myself exactly. to him and said, hey, I'm Brian David Marshall. Yeah. I, I you know, watched you have this great run at Magic yeah. during the pandemic. And you know, we've never really had a chance to interact other than, yes. you know, but, one of my goals this weekend was to go parasocial like, to social yes. relationships. Yeah, yeah, of part course. of it was BDM saying, hey, I don't know. Like, you you probably don't know me, but I'm Brian. Like, my name is Brian David Marshall. And Eli Loveman, to his friend, was like, Will you take a picture of me with BDM? <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, of course he knows. Yeah, but it was just—it was so—it was just so cute to see this moment because Eli was obviously really happy to meet you and take a photo with you. Um, after you had been like, I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm ready to Marshall. He's like, Yeah, my friend, take a photo of us, please. Oh, that's cute. It was so cute. It was but, like I mean, one of my favorite but moments. But do you presume people know who no, you are? Absolutely right? not, no, absolutely not. But it was, so it was just like a really it was that's a not true great of moment. <laughs> that's true. I understand. Uh, I can also 
<laughs> Sorry, there's so many stories from this weekend. So many stories. I told and many sips. people this story, and then I also heard that the other person in this story told it, but left me anonymous very kindly. Ooh, um, ooh well, we're getting the so, full version here. So, um, the Tan and Grace, which his Twitter handle, um, <laughs> and also was, how he is to be referred and to, and also how, how he is to be referred to, was working as a card viewer this weekend, which means he's one of the play- people who stands behind the players and logs their cards in, in hand on the you know in the future match area. Yes, and it was he and Frank Karsten who were doing this, um, as well as a couple of other people. And so, by, like, by the way, hard to be, you know, it's like. Not the most glamorous job. No, but it's uh, it's uh, very hard. It's so very hard, you guys. And, but it's it's yes. hard to be insulted about that job if Frank Karsten's doing no, the job. Exactly. And right? that's Hall of Famer it, Frank yes. Karsten <laughs> is like you know, doing this job. Yes. yes. Well, and he's not insulted <laughs> about the job. So Island. I Island. Yeah. Island. So show to, the show to matches are what easy. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's played Islands this weekend. <laughs> um so, so right, like and, and I have no, I've never met him before. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know him. He was, ve- he was very nice. Um, but like he, he came back and was talking about how he had been having, like the player that he had just been doing card viewer for was flicking their cards so fast, which is a problem. And I was like, I'll be honest. I just, I, if they do that and I'm card viewer, I tap them and I'm like, you need to hold your card still. Yep. Right. Like, I believe that it's part of being respectful to someone doing a job. Yeah, of course. Um, like, I, I get that this is what you do, but you also need to be aware for a hot second that I'm I'm just trying to do a job. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, I usually tap them and, and say something. Um, and Frank was Frank was like, oh, I, I worry if they're under a time constraint, I don't want to bug them. And I'm like, they made their own problem when they flicked their cards too fast for me to see them. <laughs> and then to Tannen, I was like, oh, this is where the dagger comes in. To Tannen, I was like, oh... Oh, Frank. Frank has a different perspective on this because he's played on the Pro Tour. <laughs> and Tannen oh, looks yeah. at me and goes, I've, I've played, played on the, on the Pro, Pro Tour. Tour. <laughs> and I was like, I was uh, mortified. Uh, and he was not mean about it. No. It was just this moment of him being like, I've played on the Pro I've Tour. And I was like, on the Pro Tour. And it's the last night I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's so funny. I've been telling people that story from my <laughs> point of view. I, like, yeah, I didn't tell him who did it. I was like, you can tell them it was me. <laughs> tell them it was you me. Tell them it was me. I want them to know it was me. Which <laughs> <laughs> is in the room. the dagger in. I'm not ever thinking people, like, not, not expecting people to know who you are. But Brian, you, of course, in my opinion, um, even though you're not like, you know, on coverage currently with us uh, making shows, you are the heart and the soul of the show. And you always will be for me and your your spirit always will be in everything Mm -hmm. that you've ever done to make the show what it is. And I'm curious how you feel about us being back and return to paper and all that kind of stuff and doing shows like this again. I I, I love it. I'm so happy, like made a point of coming into the room. At the start of draft, just oh, to hear yeah. the click, 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 yeah. click, click, click. You know, there's, there's something where the players count out their cards in their draft pack mm-hmm. to just make sure all the packs are, are, are even, that there's nothing wrong. And there's something about that sound of like, you know, 300 people. Was that yeah. like 300? 250. Just like all like counting out cards yeah. at the same time. And there's so much like poetry in that sound for me. Yeah. I, I, like where, because... Especially on day one, because two hundred and fifty endless possibilities. Yes, everybody's going to open the Elish Norn, right? Yeah, two hundred and fifty <laughs> people think they're going to win the Pro Tour. Yep, you yeah. know, um, think they're going to, you know, get interviewed by Megan and Maria on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, you That's you you, top. you you have that oh, yeah. fantasy that everything is going to be, you know. It's what you dream about, right? Like, especially if you're someone who, you know, drives from event to event trying to qualify for that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I always love that. I mean, it's one of the reasons I, I've always spent so much time talking to players who are playing at their first pro tour yeah. or, you know, getting back to the pro tour after a long time. It, it's always something that that hope is is such an exciting part of it. And, you know, and it's not going to work out. Spoilers for, you know, <laughs> 249 of them. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, um, yeah, so I, I love that. I love that sound, and I, I love that people are playing Paper Magic, and, you know, it feels like a pro tour, and, you know, the players will talk about it, and they'll be like, it feels like a pro tour. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, the Watsy, like and the Watsy staff is like, yeah, this feels like a pro tour. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Huey's like, yeah, feels, feels like, like a pro, a pro tour. tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? 
He's so like, all my, all my beatings have paid off. <laughs> it feels like a pro tour. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much for visiting us, making us this yes. delicious drink, and sharing with us some of your fondest magic stories. I hope <laughs> my delightful. fondest drunken magic yeah. stories. <laughs> I hope oh you at home God. have Cheers, had a, a lovely uh, flight attendant and enjoyed story time with Brian as much as we have. Thank you, BDM. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, cats and kittens, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Wow. Thank you so much to BDM oh, for coming on the yes, show. Yes, as always. One of our favorite people. Just truly. a great, great A-class human. You yes. Know? There's a lot of humans out there. Uh, not very many are going to reach BDM level. You know no. what I mean? It's just very you true. You just can't. You'll try. Yeah. Uh, but you won't. But that's okay, because you're going to land among the stars. Exactly. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot for, for the BDM. For the for BDM, and you'll <laughs> land amongst the stars? <laughs> that's what they say. I had that on a pillow. Um... <laughs> Thank you so much to all of our beautiful patrons who support yes. us. Patreon.com so slash GLHF Magic. Consider becoming a patron yes. before our next episode. We'll dedicate the episode to you. Give you to a shout you. out. You personally. Yeah. Get access to our great Discord server. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for hanging out. We, we love talking about uh, largely tangents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then also the Pro Tour some. Yeah. I think that's what you're here for. No, you know, quite so honestly. Too. Thanks yeah. to Card Kingdom as well. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Head on there. Get whatever you need for your magical life. We'll see you next week because, boy, oh, boy, is there a lot of stuff we didn't get time to talk about in this I know. episode. We did not even talk about all of, like, the previews or first looks or, like, glimpses that we got at so much new stuff. So much. That they were talking about at MagicCon Minneapolis. So... Next week. Next week. Like Lord of the Rings stuff. Doctor Aftermath Who. happens this Aftermath. week, by the way. Woof. We so got we'll, a lot to we'll, cover. We'll get into it next got week. Got a lot to cover. Until then, hashtag kitty cat. Kitty cat king. king. <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> kitty cat king. Literally, I could, you were like saying that, and I was like, what are you talking about? Kitty cat king. <laughs> king. I almost said kitty cat god, but. Okay,